This is Gutterball. The Lebowski Deepcast. It does kind of remind me of like the line art of Picasso. In each episode, Brad and Adam discuss a single minute of The Big Lebowski. Why don't we keep the whole million? Providing insight. This reminds me of uh, Walmart.horse. Commentary. Don't puff your chest out all hot saucily. And conjecture. The Supreme Court has <laughs> roundly rejected prior, prior restraint. restraint. <laughs> and now, Gutterball. We've gotten more confident with that. Oh, we can, like, <laughs> nail it. Sometimes I don't... On he- command. Sometimes I don't hear you, but I know that you're there making the, no- the requisite noises. Because your beep is just drowning out mine. Oh, is, is that, that why? True? No, no, it's just maybe. Well, maybe. I think it's like... Skype think, only lets one person talk at a time. Well, I think that is part of it. And uh, our good friend Carl, a couple episodes ago, um, his Skype was drowning out my Skype for a little while there. Right, too. when there was like crosstalk, it gets all yeah. weird. Yep, crosstalk. Yeah. It gets weird with two people, let alone three people. It starts to like go all crazy. It's a little crazy. So... Can onions? I take us back? Onions? Oh, onions. Yeah. No, well, no. You go first. Well, I was going to say, I, I, so this <laughs> so this is a bizarre thing to maybe bring up right at the start of the episode, but okay. it's something I'm thinking about right before well, we started here. That's all that matters, Brad. Um, and I'm thinking about, uh, <laughs> I remembered something when I, from when I was, when I was young, when I was like in second grade, second grade, third grade. This already sounds Lynchian to me. I'm thinking about... Uh, it's not Lynchian so okay. much. My delivery may be. But, so, I loved Transformers. The toys and the cartoon show. Who didn't? Who didn't, right? I'll Don't admit, worry. I'll admit that I did have, I think, two GoBots. Oh, yeah. I had a, maybe a little more than two GoBots. I felt obligated but, to play with them here and there. but Right, like, exactly. You know, I It was kind of like having the child that you don't like as much it's like well i still need to go and hang out with them i guess and throw the ball in right. the backyard with them which luckily <laughs> you don't have to worry about that have just, them, have just one, one. child they just have one don't have to worry about it they're the best and the worst sorry i'm hijacking your thread no it's fine fine uh so i was remembering um a lot of people would say would kind of reference Transformers. People didn't really know older people. There was one uh, high school kid said this. Wait, high school My kid? My grandmother said this. Wait, how old were you at the time? Or second are you talking or third about like, grade. Okay, you're in second or third grade. You had high school people and grandmothers referencing a thing. Referencing the fact, like, they don't get Transformers. Like, why do kids like Transformers so much? Like, it's a robot. You take it apart. And you put it back together, and then it's a car. Like, why is that such a big deal? <laughs> what exactly is the mystery here? It's fucking awesome. So, well, the, so what I'm going to focus in on is this misconception that you take it apart and put it back, oh, back together. I see. Right, you just rotate some things. Because you don't. Little, if you took no. it apart and then put it back together, it would only be one-fifth as cool. Right, that, it would, that, that's Legos. Yeah. 
Exactly. So like they didn't, uh, they didn't even get. Don't get that me part. wrong. Legos are cool and all. And it was such. And I was thinking how again in their limited, perhaps capability to understand, right? This new technology. They were just making this assumption that well, it's just this thing, right? When really it's a fundamentally new paradigm. You do it not is. take it apart and put it back together. You don't. They see, oh look, it's a robot. It's a car. The fact that you don't actually take it apart and put it back together, like, doesn't even enter into their mind. They're not even aware that that could be a choice. And I was thinking about this in the context of how sometimes as we get older, we start to close ourselves off yeah. to possibilities. Well, well, right. And that's really sad. And I'm trying not to let that happen to myself, but I'm afraid that, you know, it might just be somewhat inevitable. Well, I think, yeah, to a certain degree, it is inevitable because... I feel like we've talked about this 867 <laughs> times, but you, you, <laughs> you dig it's when we had the blizzard down here, you dig those pathways out to the shed, out to the car, out to my dog's pooping area, because there's like four feet of snow. So I had to dig a path out to the pooping area and then dig a little like eight by six area where all his shit went for like two weeks, which was awesome. But then like, He's not going to go anywhere else. Why would he, like, bound his way through four feet of snow? He's got this nice, easy path that he can just take out to the poop area. Oh, He's man, gonna I take thought that. you were about to say it. It'd be no. the shortest episode ever. <laughs> I was tempted. <laughs> We've just... talked about the mythical, like, 90-second episode. It'll well, never happen, though. I think that would be a, a disservice to our listeners, truly. It would, but we could just record again immediately after this, and they'd never be the wiser. Just shut it down, then record the next one. Yeah. Too late. We fucked it up. We fucked it up! We let all the secrets out. Anyway. But anyway, you, you so get you those easy paths. easy paths, and it's like water going down, it finds the path of least resistance, and of course, you know, so... Constant vigilance, I think, is the what you're going after here. Right, like to, not to avoid go down those easy right. paths, right? You want right. to take the path less traveled, as uh, as Captain Frost once said, as Captain Shakespeare once said. And you also, uh, yeah. Well, so uh, well, I, and I, if I have you a might, different, a completely different snow analogy. And you might learn something. Go ahead. So uh, sometimes there's like you know. Snow, fresh fallen snow. Wait, are you done with Transformers or not? Yeah, I'm done. That was just the thing. Okay, well, I wasn't... Okay. Well, no, we can... go. Whatever. Well, just real quick, because I won't remember it, but I remember, like, talking about people not understanding how fucking cool it is that, like, you don't take it apart and put it back together. You transform it. It's the same thing. You rotate some things and like, holy shit, now it's an airplane. It was just like this giant kick-ass robot. That's fucking awesome. I had uh, Matchbox cars that I thought were, they just blew my mind. They were so incredibly cool because they had uh, like the driver's side door or the the hood like the front of the car Mm -hmm. had little flip around areas where if you rammed it into something it would flip over and be all dented in and crushed in yeah like it's the same sort and i'm not sure which came first i should have done more research but i didn't know you were gonna lay this on me but those were fucking cool because then you could just flip it back around 
And mm-hmm. you got a brand new car again. Yeah, you can but again, smash it was it so in. great. You didn't have to imagine the car got smashed no. up. You could actually see. It was like it was like a Hollywood special effect, but it was there. Like smash the, the car in. The car like rolls over. Then you look at it. It's all smashed up in the palm of your hand. Yeah. Of course, I did take that to an extreme because, you know, as I am wont to do, apparently, I thought, you know, it'd be even cooler if the car. This little car that flips over and shows damage. What if it burst into flames? I know it catches on <laughs> fire really easily. Gasoline and pine needles. So I went, yeah, yeah. So I went, I don't know how old I was, eight or ten or something. And I went out like into the side of the woods there, just, just enough cover, not too far away. And I like cleared out a little area so I could like roll the car. I'm not sure what the car was rolling on. It didn't roll too far, maybe two feet, three feet. But I built like this pyramid, like something out of True Detective almost, but out of like twigs and pine needles. And then I soaked it in gasoline. And then I soaked the car in gasoline. It's a winning combo. And then I lit the car on fire. And then I rolled the car, boom, into the pyramid of pine needles and gasoline and twigs. <laughs> That was fucking awesome. And I didn't get caught for that. There's no bad ending to this. It was just awesome. Nice. I was waiting for the bad no, ending. No, no bad ending. I'm just like, that's one of there. the rare times when it's like, I got away with all of that shit. Nice. But, but then I made napalm. That didn't go over so well. But I digress. That's all I wanted to say. That's, move on. Sure. Well, please continue. That's that. Those those cars that could do the the uh, they had the little like flippy to change it from being regular to smashed up. They had that same uh, technology. They adapted that technology for He Man. For He Man? Yes. You know what He Man's prince name was? Oh, of course. Of course. Okay. Of course. Just making sure here. I want right. to get my get my uh, you know recognition. But He-Man, they had, like, a Skeletor and a He-Man that had this, like, special battle armor, and on the chest, it would have that same rotating type thing, and it could go, I think there was, like, three different settings. One was, like, okay, it's just normal, it's proud He-Man with his battle armor, Mm -hmm. then the thing would rotate, and it would have a kind of a slash across, Uh, like, oh, he got nicked, and then there'd be another one where it was, like, even more, like, uh, more slashes, a whole bunch of them, so, like, you know, you could be playing with your Skeletor, and hit him across the chest with the sword, and then there's like a blah, sl- slash. Right. You go back and forth. It's like, oh, He-Man's invincible. Oh, no, Skeletor's got the best of him right now. Yes. He-Man comes back and... Yeah, no, I love that. That was so great. Yeah, I had both of those, the Skeletor and the He-Man that had yeah, the little... Yeah, I didn't have like, any uh, of that. That had that, uh, that, that kind of yeah flippy damage technology. Yeah, because I think it's more visceral, obviously, if you have, like, human characters, like, human toy things mm-hmm. that have that technology embedded into them. Yeah, like, and they in could fact, have gone so far with that, really. He-Man and Skeletor might have, like, one-upped Transformers in that regard. Because, nah. like, a Transformer it goes from a plane to a robot, fine, but, like, you get to inflict damage. Yeah. You know, and, like, I don't know if it's the same these days, maybe it is, but, like, Our toys growing up were all about violence and, like, horror and catastrophe. And you wanted to, like, destroy things. And that that was, like, that was a way to, like, really visualize it. 
like a tangible representation of the violence that you wanted to inflict on other things for some godforsaken reason. It was a vi- it was the 80s. Come on. <laughs> Very, you know, violent. Yeah. Yeah, no. Good, healthy American violence. Just clean, old-fashioned, violent, eight-year-old fun. No big deal. We didn't have, like, orange caps on the end of our pretend M16s. One of the coolest things I ever got was a pretend M... I, I suppose it was an M16. You pull the trigger and it would go... You know, make that noise. But it was, like, all black. They don't sell those anymore. No, they don't. Because you'll just get gunned down. Yes, pretty much. Pretty much. Pretty much. You were going to move on. Let's do what you were going to do. Uh, um, I think I was just going <laughs> to move on to that He-Man story. <laughs> Please do. That was it. And I did it. So And that, that was it. Done now. But that was done. like... Well... Oh, no, here's what I was going to say. The snow, I remember now. Oh, it's snow Can we pass. go back to the snow? I don't Let's know. Let's go back to the so snow. so long ago. But back to so the snow. So a snow analogy that I've used in the past is for, for perhaps a completely different concept. But I feel it could somehow maybe, you know, dovetail with, with this whole idea of uh, trying to take the less trodden path. Mm-hmm. Is, so sometimes you get a snowfall. And sometimes it's, you do. And, you know, it's this, okay, fresh snow. You know, maybe it's like a good, you know, couple inches, even like four inches, six inches. And you look out your your front window and there's like just this perfect white, flat snow, like covering everything. The virgin snow. There it is. It's like perfect. Mm-hmm. I love that. And then what do you get? Right. You end up digging a trench through it. People walk through it. It starts turning brown. Gray, like people driving by black, gray, black, all gets the worst gross, colors. And it's not yeah. like this anymore. Right. It's, it's all been trodden upon and discolored and disfigured and big heaps of it are made from people uh, shoveling. And it's kind of like, well, that's not cool, man. Like it used to be a perfect, a perfect ideal. Mm-hmm. But, you know, what's going to happen, though, is in a month, all of it's going to be melted and gone anyway. Well, and also, and then it will come back. We do, and you can witness the cycle. Our share of damage upon this world just by living, too. Yeah, and unfortunately, a lot of that damage doesn't just melt away, then gets re reborn. I mean, that worked up until maybe two hundred years ago, right? Right. Well, yeah, but you want to keep that like virgin blanket of snow as long as possible. But sometimes you're the one, when I say you, sometimes it's me, sometimes I'm the one. Right, it's either one of us, you or I. That's, we're the only ones who do it. You look out there, and it's like, I have to go to the car now. I am going to ruin this. Mm -hmm. But you have that perfect period of time. And I think about this sometimes, when it's really cold, and we don't get this down here in Virginia where I am, but up in the northern regions, up in Greenland and Saskatchewan where you are, it can get really cold. And if you have that perfect like crest of snow and 
cold temperatures, you look out and you have one light source sort of like shining from one direction and it all twinkles. And then you you really don't want to disturb it. Even if you have to go out to the woodshed and get the wood to light the fire, it's like I you don't want to touch it. I'll walk all the way around the house. Like, I'll just pull a phalanx, you know, and go around behind and come up just so I can leave that perfect, like, twinkly, Mm -hmm. crystalline bed of Mm -hmm. snow. I don't want to touch it and ruin it. We don't get that down here too much. It doesn't get cold enough. Like, that's sort of a perfect storm of weather conditions where you get that, you know, three to six inches of snow that falls perfectly and mm-hmm. then it gets to like nighttime or even even during the day sometimes and then it just gets really cold like teens or single digits and it looks like diamonds i don't know why i'm talking about that well no it's and that's, it's just snow talk it's all snow, it's snow talk. talk it's snow talk right and yes and well and again it's this this uh tension between wanting to keep it perfect and then just having to live and having to live and the reality right. Right. And you mentioned uh, going out to the shed. Yeah. 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 You it's know, big... there was a little tool shed where he made us suffer. Sad Satan. Jesus. That's a hell of a thing to lay <laughs> on somebody with a head full of acid, Brad. Yeah. That's if you, they, that's what if you play um, Stairway to Heaven backwards. Really? That's what they say it said? It but... says, well, that's one of the lines. And I'll tell you what, listening to it backwards... I feel like we talked about this in episode five. No, it's been so no, many years. no. We talked about Snowblind from Styx. We did. Oh, where yeah, did. Mr. Trot was like, here, read this book, Why There Has to Be a Hell. And one of the chapters was like backward satanic messages. And Styx was featured heavily in the chapter for their very popular song, Snowbird. Which said, Satan moves through our voices if you played it backwards. And John Whipple and I's hand shot up immediately like, we call bullshit on this book. This is what we were saying in our minds, obviously. Because it's not even called Snowbird. It's called Snowblind, <laughs> dick. But yeah. meanwhile, it was like, excuse me, um, the song is actually called um, Snowblind, and it was about Sticks having a drug problem. They were heavy into cocaine, and it's about them coming through that and the struggle it took to not be addicted to cocaine anymore. It's, it's not really about Satan. And even to this day, we we've seen them in concert twice and they talk about it and how upset it makes them that everybody says this. <laughs> he didn't like that. His little vein was popping out of his head. Well, it's like they got to them. These yeah, kids, right, um, I was right. too late. I was too late. Didn't do my, the Lord's work. So I never heard this. That's surprising. I never heard this Zeppelin one. Yeah, if you play it backwards, I'm so I. Yes, if you play it backwards, um, it it supposedly says, and it is creepy listening to it backwards. But again, it's just because oh, here's a bunch of random sounds. Let me put these um subtitles underneath it you hear it saying this right you you know how this goes right so it's fine like i'm willing to say yeah it's not real it's just some bizarre coincidence right that's what it sounds like it sounds like fucking firewalk with me you know whatever 
Except that that was on purpose. That actually sounded like it. Right. Yes, it's but it just, says yes. There's, so if there's play, a name for this, like inserting ideas into there. Is it? Oh, it's called Inception, I think. Where you insert right. the idea and then it won't die. Yes, you got it. Inception. It's an Inception. Here's to my sweet Satan. So the they one whose that? little path would make me sad. No, whose power is Satan. He will give those with him six six six. There was a little tool shed where he made us suffer. Sad Satan. Now I will say this. Come on. It stuck with me because I'll listen Come to on. it and I hear the things. And I'm kind of like, yeah, this is kind of whatever. Then it gets to that line. There was a little tool shed where he made us suffer. I mean, that's a horrible line. That's a horrible line. The hair on the back of my neck like stands up. It's like that was too fucking creepy right there. So it stuck with me, this idea. But I believe but it, I sent this to you, and it's probably one of these things I sent you with no context, and you had no fucking clue what was going on. And this was years ago, so I would not be surprised or offended if you did not remember it. Wait, but, you sent me something fucking insane with no context? <laughs> Imagine that, right? <laughs> but it was a YouTube I'm video. I'm sorry, I missed it. <laughs> from, like, the early 80s of some, like, you know televangelist talking about how there's okay i do vaguely remember they played the whole thing backwards so everyone is in there talking backwards but then whenever he goes to the tape yes you just hear stairway to heaven right i remember this and it's like what it's just it's just kind of clever to play that backwards but then stairway to heaven sounds right but it also creates this really creepy kind of weirdness because everything's backwards but then stairway to heaven all of a sudden comes on whenever he hits play yeah it was lost on me i don't but that so but since that was backwards you didn't get into any of the there was a little tool shed stuff that wasn't subtitled right no it wasn't right so i was just like we yeah, were okay was just a, a backwards thing. noises which always yeah. sound creepy Mm-hmm. It, backwards noises especially backwards dialogue or singing it's like a blank canvas or a blank like carpet of new fallen snow mm-hmm. you can just put anything onto it no for sure for sure like we should do that let's take what the most innocuous song ever like i don't know enter sandman and just put like awful lyrics on it and see what well, happens. Don't they? You, isn't there? I think I've seen people do this. I could be wrong. Where they would? Well, yeah. No, they definitely do this with songs. I've definitely seen this. And I think I've seen it with movies. Well, they'll take something that's in a foreign language and they'll add subtitles in English, right? So the foreign language, people are just talking in whatever, Japanese, Spanish, French, whatever. And But then you, there's someone decides, okay, this sounds like they're saying, you know, this is what happens when you feed a stoner scrambled eggs or whatever. There's, that's what it kind of sounds like in English. They put that. So when they put that subtitle on, you watch this clip and everyone's just talking. It just sounds like everyone's talking nonsense in a weird, heavily accented English, even though it's just like French. Is this anything like that um, Hitler movie where they're constantly subtitling it to make well, their that's own? A little different because that's just like, OK, it doesn't actually sound like that. It's just like, OK, we could just say they're saying anything. Because it's just a guy it, screaming. But they match it a little bit. Like, yeah, you can't, a little bit. Because if can't he just says a little thing. Yeah. yeah, they match it up like that. But it's not like this t- tonal matching where, you know, again, to do that, it would just be kind of like, you, okay, listen to it with your eyes closed, kind of decide what it sounds like and write it out, right? So it's like, you know, Hitler's screaming, but it might sound like, you know, nine pots on the 
cat ass tomorrow or something, <laughs> right? You write that down, and it just sounds like he's saying that in English mm. with a German accent. <laughs> well, what's your favorite um, Hitler video? As if we're on, if we're getting even close to that, where they take that, and yeah. You know, I don't know. I don't know if I have a favorite one. They're all, I think they're, they're all I, good. They're all good. I definitely know I probably, I cannot remember. Because I know a lot of them, I'm just kind of like, yeah, that's okay. And I know there have been a couple that I thought were so clever that like I forwarded them on to people. Like I sent it to my wife, Christine. Hi, Christine. If you're Hi, listening. Christine. You know, I would send it. I'll be like, oh, let, watch this or whatever. Does she still listen? She does. Oh, fantastic. She definitely does. We're, so. We are solidly in double digits then. Oh, yeah. Solid. Oh. Every listener is a gift. So you, there were a couple. I think there was one where they were talking about, like, I keep coming back to high frame rate, but it wasn't high frame rate, but it was something about video production. I don't know if it was 4K or, like... trying to look for it i can't find it um damn it they're so good though but i've never actually seen the movie and that's the shame of these sorts of things apparently this guy like you can tell even from these stupid videos that they make oh, yeah. out of it like he is pulling off quite yeah a performance no, that movie was yeah supposed to be excellent electrifyingly good what is it called i don't Downfall. even know what it's called down, that's what it's called? Downfall? It's called Downfall, and it's like the last, you know, days of Hitler or whatever. Well, I hate to um, co-op Roderick on the line, but they were talking about, you know, Hitler should not have fucked with Russia. Like, he could have just had it all. Well, you know, you know all of these uh, the, would-be conquerors, the, they all have their downfall, right? The more you tighten your grasp, you know, the more Eastern European countries will fall through your fingers, mm -hmm. Hitler. So apparently, I'm, I'm I'm Googling here to find more, to, to see some of these, to maybe to remember, remind me what might be some of my favorites. But I didn't realize this, although it shouldn't surprise me, that they have their own, you can just go online and just easily make your own. I see that. It's just like, oh, enter in your captions. Oh. Like, there's just like, uh, okay, you enter it in. That's so... It's like, here's the caption for three, you know, for like second 40.7 to 46.2, and then 46.5 to 47 point, you know, you, you, it just has, it. you just write all your captions. Wow. And does it have like a character limit? Because, you know, you can't have words on the screen when he's not talking, right? Well, that's just it. Like, the, there's like a blank for each. So each caption gets like a certain amount of time on the screen. It's already like prefab that way. So it's just kind of like fill in the blanks. Gotcha. 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 Granted, you could maybe, I don't know what happens if like he's just saying like a couple syllables and you type in like three sentences right. that flash on the screen in like one second. Well, that's like where you, that's your, just your own issue if you like you're fucking it up that way. Creativity has to come into play there, but yeah. you also have to work in like like tone and tenor. Like he's getting worked up. Like what's the arc of the scene? You know, so your your dialogue better reflect that. Yeah. 
So there is still some creativity that has to oh, go yeah, into it. Oh, yeah, it's a lot of creativity. And you know what? More power to it because... Right, absolutely. Because I, I was initially like, oh, that's bullshit. That's not bullshit. You still got to make it good. That was awesome that they made a template, but you still got to put the work in right. to make you it a good one. you got to put your creative work in. They just made, again, they just made it so accessible. You don't need to get Final Cut out or something to, like, add right. your own captions in or anything. Because that's automatically what I was thinking. Like, I'll rip this, I'll get this scene, I'll work it out and, like, try to... No, no, just do it that way. Have the ideas be front and center. How about that for mm-hmm. once? Mm-hmm. Because I didn't shoot it. I didn't edit it. You know, I didn't cast these people. I didn't like the scene. I didn't buy it fucking shoes. I'm not buying it a beer, you know? Just put the words in and make it work within the scene. God damn it. Mm-hmm. Hitler meme. Well, the site I'm looking at right now is Caption Generator, and they have all the various memes like this, like the laughing man, like the what's the, the laughing Spanish man? laughing guy, who I haven't seen too much of that, but I saw a really flippin' funny one the after Apple released the uh, their new MacBook <laughs> that's like super thin. <laughs> Did you see that one? No, but it's already funny. <laughs> it's funny. It's very funny. I, I don't want to ruin it. No, Maybe just, make a note to add it into the much. show notes. Okay. It's good. I'll do that. It's really good. <laughs> I'll, maybe you and I can watch it after the uh, episode. We'll watch it off offline, man. Offline. Um, this note is not going to make any sense. Apple thin man laughing. That's good. No, that's good. <laughs> okay. There are nothing else. It just becomes a good, uh, you know, there, It's a good series of words. A, it is a good series of words. How about this for a series of words? Oh, boy. Death in jig time. <sighs> that's a series of words, all right. Death in jig time. Yeah, because I'm looking like, at it right now. Death in jig time. Like an Irish corpse? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I tried to Google death in jig time and I couldn't find too much. I did find you a saw jig what I did before there. dying, Danny Carnahan. Like an Irish court. That was pretty good. You didn't even recognize it. <laughs> what, what is a death in jig time? Well, apparently it's a title of some, you know, private detective, private dick story. Because I'm doing some research here. Actually, research on the whole gumshoe private dick thing shut up given really? this minute and i came across a death in jig time a death in jig time like an irish corpse okay yeah. and what of it well it's just so i'm on a uh, site here about the derivation of the term um gumshoe seamus dick to refer uh-huh. to private eyes private investigators uh-huh and, you know, there's art on the page, various, like, kind of film noir and detective novel type stuff on the page. And one of them is, like, the cover of, like, a, I guess it's like a, um, you know, like a detective, like, I'm imagining maybe it's like a magazine. I don't know. But it's like, a, it kind of has, like, an anthology. Oh, there's these stories are in this issue, right? And they're listed here. Poor Little Rich Witch. Game is deadly. Partners in crime. Like it was listed, say partners in crime by so and so, right? Game is deadly. Dame is deadly. I'm sorry. Dame is deadly. The dames are always deadly. Yeah. And then one of them, then it says death in jig time. One word, jig time. 
Oh, one word. This is a J-I-G or or a G-I-G, like we're going to do a show. This isn't like a GIF or JIF question. Okay. This is a jig, like a jigsaw or or a a jig, like a a dance, dance, like you meant, yeah, but a jig time. Not like death in jig time, like death in war time, but this is death in jig time. Interesting. Somewhat, uh, you know, the meaning of that is just lost. Right. To the ages. Like tears and rain, Brad. Like tears and rain. Like tears and rain, without a doubt. What, Whatever that means. That's a curious connection, isn't it? Yeah. So, well, since I'm talking about this page, I can mention that, uh, you know, this, this we're, author... You're veering dangerously close to getting into Lebowski territory. No, I'm but definitely go ahead. getting into Lebowski. I'm, I'm transitioning us in here. Okay. But, and they talk about Seamus, right? Because th- we have the whole brother Seamus thing here. What, like an Irish monk? Right, right. Again, the Irish. Irish noir. There's a connection <laughs> here. The Irish. Champagne. Champagne. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think it, that's twice I've done that on this podcast now. At least. At least twice. Yeah. Well, there is a connection here. I Don't guess you yam me. I hear you yam me back there. Yeah, I'm hearing you. I'm sorry. You're me. I got, I'm on a one-track mind here. I know. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm in. A, I'm the one that should be apologizing. I'm sorry. Go ahead. You can yam me all you want. Seamus. So there's Seamus. this connection between like cops being like stereotypically Irish, I guess. Oh, like Sean Connery in The Untouchables. Yeah, he's on I his guess. beat. He's, you've never seen it. God damn it. Have I seen that? Oh, Not man. really. Jesus Christ. But, uh, so there's this idea that Seamus might start from the name Seamus, S-E-A-M-U-S, versus S-H-A-M-U-S. Listen. Well, I see it's spelled S-H-A-M-U-S mostly online. That's because people are fucks. Everybody's a fuck, Brad. Well, okay. Now, if you would have had the Pink Floyd box set, or if you would have known about the Pink Floyd box set and borrowed it from John B. Secker once... You would have known that one of Pink Floyd's greatest albums, not in their four-album canon, just before Dark Side, was metal, and one of the songs in that album is called Seamus, S-E-A-M-U-S. And I, the only reason I knew that Seamus was spelled S-E-A-M-U-S is because that song is called that, and it's a song about the guy's dog, and I'm sure there's some other meaning, but it's... Lots of dogs howling. It's one of these Pink Floyd songs that Chris Ratty would be really pissed off about because there's too much, like, um, theatricality to it. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I was in the kitchen. Seamus, my old dog, was outside. And the song's called Seamus, S-E-A-M-U. So I know yeah. this. And well, S-E-A-M-U-S this, is without a doubt how you spell the that name. That is how you spell it. However, when you are referring to a slang word for private uh, detective, it is spelled S-H-A-M-U-S in modern English. D- see? but here's Whether or not the two things are connected is unknown. It's only it's, theoretical. Come on, man. When you consider that we're talking about The Big Lebowski, a movie that is largely about language and the evolution of language and the sharing of language... Uh, uh, you can't sit there and tell me that S-H-A-M-U-S is an acceptable way to spell Seamus. 
Well, I'm going to lay something on you here. Because nothing I'm, stays I'm the alternate, same. Language is our identity, and if you change it, that's your identity, and who can say that you're not yourself? Okay. Just, okay. I'm sorry. So, if you watch uh, the 1941 film, The Maltese Falcon. Another film noir. Yes, directed by John Huston and starring Humphrey Bogart. John Huston. Sam Spade. Wait, John Huston? John Huston. Who was in John John Houston? He was in Chinatown. He was the he was the father in Chinatown. The father of what's her name? Are you sh- holy um, sh- shit? Wasn't he? Yes. No, you're right. It was. It is the same John Houston. It's my sister. She's my daughter. That's her dad in that movie. It's John Houston, famous like noir and like a lot of westerns. I think he did. I think he did the Searchers. Maybe did he? Um, I'm not sure, but yeah, I didn't, I guess I never fully connected that the actor John Huston and the director John Huston were the same person. That's pretty, uh, that's pretty amateurish of me. Well, no, no. I mean, it's a weird thing that he acts in Chinatown for God. I mean, that's like, well, no, cause he's an actor and a bunch of shit. Like his face is very recognizable. Right, but Chinatown film noir, like they brought it back in the seventies, and it's a period piece. Right, you know this so falls right in line. You know, yeah, shit. Angelica man. Houston is his daughter. Right, Angelica star Houston. of the Grifters. A good film. So you were saying about the Maltese Falcon in the Maltese Falcon, Laura. If you're listening to this, stop clenching your teeth. Continue, please. Humphrey Bogart pronounces it Shamus. That's because he's he can do whatever he wants. He's Humphrey fucking Bogart, you know. However, this lends credence to another theory of the derivation. <laughs> lends the which lends is listed credence. in the Oxford English Dictionary. I'm not going to hold out hope for your lending credence. Which is that it's related to Shamish, a Jewish term which means a beetle or sexton in a synagogue, first mentioned in 1650. Originally more like a sacristan who helps prepare for the service for the rabbi, but then later more of a bouncer. I think you're just like so researching a, on the fly here right now. So a shamus is a bouncer at a synagogue. He stands at the door and makes sure... Rabble doesn't come in, I guess. I don't know. He's a combination of a... He's the doorkeeper, he collects the money, and he's also a utility man in emergencies. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to lie to you. Nolan and the brothers Shamus are eating this up, but I feel like you're reaching too far. I'm just... I'm not saying that I buy into any of this. I'm just presenting... Some of the ideas that are out there you can, for our audience's consideration. You can count the number 314 wherever you want to. You will find it everywhere if you choose to look for it. But let me offer you a counterpoint to your Humphrey Bogart pronounces Darren Aronofsky. As, as Shamus. Yes, Darren Aronofsky. Not but no let one. me offer you a counterpoint. Just because Humphrey Bogart, like, what he's... That was like 80 years ago or something, so we revere him somehow. It's like, oh, they knew what they're... Don't forget, they were in the studio system. They were just churning this shit out. And like, 
like monkeys pounding at keyboards, like once in a while, a gem came out where everything came together just right. But they were these fucking guys like Bogart was making probably a movie a month. You know, it was insanity back then. He just said it that way because he looked at the script and that's how he pronounced it, probably because somebody misspelled it or some shit. And the counterpoint I will offer to you is the movie, um, is it The Recruit, starring Colin Farrell and um, Al Pacino? Let me confirm that that's what it is. The Recruit? Yes, The Recruit, 2003. So, you know... Al Pacino's the grizzled, seasoned old veteran cop. He's trying to recruit Colin Farrell, the promising young rookie, into this, you know, game of deceit and intrigue and whatever, deadly blah, blah, blah. So the first uh, salvo is get together in a bar, hang out, have some drinks. And Al Pacino's like, look at what a, you know, regular dude I am. I came up from nowhere. I grew up in Ocala, Florida. Blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, when I saw this, I was living in Florida, and I wasn't living too far away from Ocala, Florida. It's called Ocala, but he just sees the script. Nobody on the set, even the script supervisor, doesn't know that that town is pronounced Ocala, not Ocala. Mm-hmm. He just says it. He reads it. He says it. So this Seamus Shamus business, I don't buy it for a second. Well, so I would say the the idea that this could be related to the Yiddish word Shamish, I do not believe is from is simply because he pronounced it that way in the movie. Why? I don't know. I just don't think that's why, but I don't have any reason to believe. I mean, so right now I'm looking at the online entomology dictionary. Hope is not a strategy and insects cannot save you. And it says Seamus, police officer, detective, uh, appeared 1920 first in the Seamus, a detective story published that year by Harry J. Luce. Blah, blah, blah. The word is said to be probably from Yiddish, Shamus, literally sexton of a synagogue, a potent personage only next in influence to the president, from Hebrew, Shamash, servant, influenced by Celtic, Seamus. I think it's supposed to be Celtic. As a typical name for an Irish cop. Oh, let's not get there with the Celtic, Celtic. Celtic, Celtic, Celtis, Celtic, Celtis. Let's just let's just throw all the rules. What's the name out of the, the ba- What's the name of this the basketball is not team from Boston? Fucking nom, Brad. This is grammar. There are rules. What is the name of the of the basketball team? Let's start there. The Celtis. Okay, thank you. It's very Celtish in here. <laughs> Celtis. Celtis. The Boston Celtis. Celtis. Boston Celtis. <laughs> All right, so we talked about the Seamus. Should we play the minute then? 
Might as well do it. 44 minutes in. We can't do anything worse than that at this point. That's probably the best thing we can do. Yeah. Hit it. <laughs> okay. Like an Irish monk? What the fuck are you talking about? My name is Dufino. I'm a private snoop like you, man. What? A dick, man? And let me tell you something. I dig your work. Playing one side against the other in bed with everybody's fabulous stuff, man. I'm not... Fuck it, man. Just stay away from my fucking lady friend. Hey, hey, I'm not messing with your special lady. She's not my special lady. She's my fucking lady friend. I'm just helping her conceive, man. Uh, hey, man, I'm not... Who are you working for? Lebowski? A Jackie Treehorn? The Knutsons. The... Are the Knutsons? The, the Knutsons. Uh, it's a wandering daughter job. <laughs> Bunny Lebowski, man. Her real name is Fawn Knutson. Her parents want her back. See? Jesus fucking Christ! Crazy, huh? Ran away about. Okay. Well, we saw some things, I guess. <laughs> Her real name is Fawn Knutson. We end on a picture of this young lady in her cheerleading outfit with a giant megaphone. Phallic, perhaps? No, that's stretching it. Uh, Other than perhaps, I mean, I I would say that's stretching it in terms of the Coen brothers or the filmmaking. It may not be stretching it in terms of just the phallicness of the human society. Although it does have a rather scientific reason know, for existing that in that shape. So probably not. I'm going to say that's a stretch too far. What All I right. want to know is, is that actually, uh, what's her name in the picture? How Tara can Reed? We, how can we possibly know? Like, that- it doesn't really look like her, but it could be maybe... You know, and a lot of times I wonder about in movies... Right, you know, these pictures that they have like, of people oh, when they're young, right? Yeah, so, okay... Uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal, Maggie Gyllenhaal, however you say your name, Celtic Gyllenhaal, send me, I'm going to say, we need to look through pictures of you when you were 13 to put one in this picture in this movie. And then they, but they can choose any, they can stage the picture, but then put her face onto whatever they staged. Maybe. I mean, nowadays, I think that's a lot more clearly done. Possible. Right. But. Yeah, but not they would impossible sti- in the past either, but not impossible, but more likely that they would just try to get pictures from somebody's past. So is this a picture of Tara Reed when she was a cheerleader? Because it doesn't really look doctored, but it also doesn't like that could be her or it could just be some random blonde haired person. Yeah, it just kind of looks because it doesn't really look like her. I mean, I you know I have a problem with this. I barely recognize my own family, so yeah. I, mean, I, I never really see thought how about it. it. I could believe it could be her, but I could she, also wouldn't. I if you were to say it is her, it wasn't her. No matter what you'd say, I wouldn't be like, "Oh, get out of town." I could accept either explanation equally. The thing is, like, how fifty-fifty? How old is she in the? Well, that's yeah. In the reality of the Big Lebowski, like in this timeline of the Big Lebowski, current day Big Lebowski time, 1991 Lebowski time. How old is How Bunny? old is Bunny Lebowski in 1991? 24? Yeah, maybe. 
So how old is she here? 16? Could be. That's like eight years difference. It's eight years, right? Would she have changed that much that you wouldn't even recognize her? Oh, 16 to 24, yeah. Yeah, maybe. Maybe, huh? Mm-hmm. But she was, uh, yeah, so Tara Reid, when this movie was made, shot 1997, let's say shot 1997, the actress would have been uh, 22, even 21, really, possibly, 21, 22. But that means she could play anywhere from a 16-year-old to like a 28-year-old or a 30-year-old even. pretty much. Well, 29, can't be 30. Yeah. 30's officially old. But yeah, I have no idea. Is that her? Isn't it? I don't mean, should have done some more research beforehand, I guess, but Well, how can you research this? Does she have a stain on the front of her cheer sweater? Or is that some like school logo? I think it's some school logo. It's actually a um megaphone. It's like a little line art of a megaphone. Oh, is it? So mm-hmm. they're the the uh North Dakota, the Fargo and megaphones, something like that. Yeah, or it's They're like the, again, it's the most the generic <laughs> cheerleading. The Fargo loud noises. What's your mascot? The abrasive mouth sounds. You're gonna hate us. You'll just forfeit. <laughs> we go undefeated every year. But it's kind of like the uh, shoe wearing a hole in the shoe sales award. That you can find for a dime a dozen. No? You don't remember this? Mm-hmm. Thought you were with me here. No, I'm not with you. Oh, please feel free to inspect them. Okay. He touches the hole. He keeps touching it. He puts right, his right, finger right, in the right, hole. Right, 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 you know? right, right. Feel, that's okay. like the most generic, like, top salesman award. Like, little plaque that you can get. Because you've been beating the streets. You've been pounding the streets. You've been out there. You wore a hole in your shoe. Your top salesman. It's like the most generic. I don't know. That's what this logo on the front of our sweater is. Just like it's another just kind of generic. The fact that there's the megaphone on there even makes me wonder. They staged this. That it was, or it's just like from a department, right? It's like from a stock. Okay. You know, like hey, we need picture of blonde cheerleader. What about this? What about the like little... This picture could be used in other movies, even, maybe. I think it's very... Like, Teen Wolf, perhaps? Yes, it's like I you think pan we should across ex- the mantle, and there's, <laughs> right. there's that picture. I think we should examine Teen Wolf, or possibly Teen Wolf 2, starring Jason Bateman. But look at how, on the left side, our left of the picture, there's, like, this flash. But that's really glare from... A light that's illuminating this scene, I would think. Um, I I moved off after I'm coming back right. to it. Ah, but, fuck but, it, it doesn't but, matter. Yeah, that's um, it's I just guess glare that's from, just glare from the light. Although I will say it's kind of the way the whole thing is shot. It's kind of hard to to tell. Plus, the picture is just like cut out. Like, there's no frames. I I don't know. Right. It's like the bottom is narrower than the top. They just cut it out from a larger thing. Well, that's possible. How so? They were like, Dafino, we can give you a picture of our daughter. But we don't want you to see all these other classmates of hers around her. Well, it doesn't make sense. If you're going to show this picture to people, or we want to say, this is it, like, 
<laughs> yeah, here's the just look at focus on this person. Don't find any of the other cheerleaders. <laughs> it's they like when you, you write, bring, you know, they're how, all like, missing, but just bring back the one. Well, like when they write on your leg, you know, the doctors to make sure they operate on the correct side. You know what I mean? Like I'm getting you know, this is the knee that needs to be replaced. Right? I, know. So I don't open up the wrong one. I have seen that happen firsthand. I fucking hate that that happens. You, you've seen them operate on the wrong one first. No, I've news. seen them mark down like where they're supposed to yeah. cut. I fucking hate that. Well, like, I don't well, know if it's even the marking down where to cut. That probably might even come down later. But it's just like. Well, before you're awake and they put you under or whatever, they're just like, all right. Yes. Are you sure? Leg. This is the one we're doing, right? And they write like, you're this the one on professional marker. around here. <laughs> Who's the fucking nihilist around here? Seriously? I got to tell you where to cut? Has nobody communicated this to you? And now you're relying on like my word? Jesus. No, I, I hate that because... You know why? It's an indictment of the bureaucracy, Brad, where they can't rely on effective communication between departments, units, person to person. It just it causes you to lose faith in the entire structure. You don't have a problem with this? Um, I'm not saying I don't have a problem with it, <laughs> but you, you just, I'm, I might it. be able to, I, I can, I accept all kinds of shitty things constantly. Yeah, I do too. I but, do too. but yeah, I mean, I, there's different ways to think of it, right? It's like yet another final check. Yeah. If I mean, if or that's, it's a that's way to shift it, blame, right? Cause it's like, all right, if we're going to cut the wrong one, it's like, well, you told us to cut this one. Yeah. And they're probably recording it. If it was just like one like cursory final check, that because that's what I first believed. Well, also when you get into like again right and left, who's right, who's left? You know, you get me someone like me or your wife that say right and left wrong all the time. Right. You know, you need to be there, see it, actually touch the one that's the one that we're gonna cut. Right and left are these abstract concepts, like they're they're constructs. I don't necessarily agree with how we refer to yeah, but if I touch it, I know it's over there. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean that's fine. Sometimes I choose to yeah. think of it like that. Other times don't you yammy. Other times I don't. <laughs> <laughs> right and left. Well it's a you know. When you listen, I just bought into right it. Tidy lefty Lucy. That drives me crazy. That never made any sense to me. Fuck that shit. Righty okay. tidy. Which you way are you thinking? No, yeah. Which which way are you thinking about right and left? No, fuck that. I just know clockwise is this way and counterclockwise is that yes. way. Righty tidy lefty Lucy. Clock, count, they say clockwise is right. And granted, the hands on the clock. But are you looking at the top of the screwdriver or the bottom of the screwdriver? Six. They start to go right, but then it starts to go left. It goes in a circle. It goes right and then left. It always baffled me how, like, that was the way, that's the way you choose to make it simpler for people who don't understand how to tighten a screw and untighten a screw. You're going to say righty, tighty. That doesn't make any fucking sense. Righty, tighty, lefty, loosey. Really? That's making it simpler? What's wrong I mean, with I suppose clockwise? You could say and in the standard way you might grip a screwdriver, you would. Yeah, would you call that moving your hand to the right? I, I would. No, no. I, I, 
no, not with 100% certainty. But no. granted, if you think about it too much, it does get weird because half of your hand is moving to the right and the other half is moving to the left. Correct. As you as you twist it. And that's if your your hand if your vision is hand based, but if you're looking at the tip of the flat head screwdriver and if you're looking at the top of the screwdriver sure if it moves more to the right then it's tightening but what if you're looking at the bottom of the screwdriver well the the problem is the top becomes the bottom so you have to stop how you're referencing it right which way is the slot facing you know is it parallel to the ground perpendicular to the ground is it top wise bottom wise right and fold I don't know. <laughs> right and fold. Did you just make that up? I did. That's fucking sweet. Yes. Is it right and fold or left in time? Yeah, I hate that righty tighty lefty loosey shit. Well, if you can't remember clockwise counterclockwise. Oh. But it's. This, it feels to me like the same thing that surgeons do. Point to the leg we're going to cut off, and then it's all on you. It feels more like that than the final check. Right. And I, don't, I don't like it. I don't like it. Especially since you've already had the drugs. Like, you're already drugged a well, little I'm bit. Well, I'm going to say hopefully you haven't had those drugs, but I guess I don't really know... I only have one experience with it, and the drugs had been administered, but it was very, very shortly after. But still, they're fast-acting. They are some fast-acting drugs. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I did have a uh, a um, yeah knee surgery, and I can't remember when. And that stopped you from falling down all the time. It did. Yeah, see, For that's great. Part. That's great. But you did—you were going to say something. Well, they did do the whole thing, I think, where they did check with me to see, um, you know, which leg I was on, who should operate on. I, I they did give me drugs at some point that were really fucking good. Some of the best drugs ever. Yeah. Probably. I don't know what. Probably some good shit. Ketamine, I think. I don't know what that is. I don't really... I was going to try to be cool and sound like I knew names of drugs. I know, like, coke, heroin, alcohol, nicotine's a drug, caffeine's a drug. Who's the toehead? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, he's back. I don't think we ever mentioned that. He's back. How about that? Said it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, did we even talk about the fact that he was gone? I'd probably not. Anyway, Lynch is back on the Twin Peaks sequel series. Yeah. So. Our much beloved Twin Peaks. Proud we are of all of them, for sure. Yes. For coming to a agreement, you know? Mm-hmm. Like settling it. See, I thought at first you meant proud we are of all of those episodes for having such a great impact on our lives. Well, it can apply to that too, man. So, are we going to talk about any of these notes I have, or yeah, let's do I it. Mean, I gotta, I gotta, gotta, I gotta bring it up. 
All right, so let's revisit. I have some, re- <laughs> some okay, revisits. Some revisits. Good, yeah. good, 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 good. So, inside the car face lighting. Yes. So it's as he's approaching. I think we may have covered this, actually. But I wrote it down in a revisit, so there must have been a reason for it. So I'm just going to go back to it. The inside the car face lighting. This is as the dude is approaching Defino's VW Bug. The his the left side of his face, our right, his left, you know. Defino reach up and touch the side I'm talking about. So I don't get it wrong. Is lit, which is, you know, motivated by you can see long shadows of street lights and shit coming from the right side. So that's motivated by outside street lamps. But if you look in the back of the car, back left, our left, that's illuminated up in there. Now, I sent you something earlier today, which, so this is all just like, I'm going off the rails on a crazy okay. train, but I sent you something that talked about filming at night. Oh, yes, 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 yes. So one of the things was you have to have harsh light, like direct light, because you want lots of shadows. Because at night, there's there's no sun. Like, blue sky is a very diffuse light source. Overcast daytime is a very diffuse light source, which means there won't be shadows. Mm-hmm. But at night, there is, like, even the moon is a very direct light source. And anything at night... Right. It's going to be like a street light or headlights or some like a single harsh source. So at night, when you want to make it look even nighttimeier, you get these harsh shadows. Anyway, good job here. But as the dude's approaching, you can see nice mm. soft light on his left side of his face. Right. As he first approaches, the back of the car is totally dark. And. This is what I was getting at. You want, like, layers of light, pools of light, distinct areas of light separated by areas of darkness. And you can see, like, along the sidewalk, that, like, the on the left, the grass there, it's light, it's dark, it's light, it's dark. Then there's the road, it's light, then it's dark again. There's a window, one single window in the background that's lit up. What's going on in there? Doesn't matter. It's a thing of interest, and then totally all the way in the background, like, ostensibly the sky, that's dark. So, like, light, dark, light, dark, light, dark, chiaroscuro. You get these, like, layers and pools of light. For some reason, I don't, it's some psychological thing that they're, like, enhancing. Because, really, if you look at this objectively, this scene doesn't look anything like (laughs) nighttime. It's too bright, you know? Things would be too dark. Mm Mm-hmm. But it tricks you into it's it's nighty. It's, it's a an artistic nighty. representation of night. <laughs> yes, it's like how someone might paint a scene that happens at night. Right, like it's psychologically, it's impressionistically night. Yeah, it psychologically seems night. It's how like we would imagine night in our minds, or how we might think back to something that happened at night, and it might look like this. Right, but in reality. Right. Well, and that's the dreamlike state that movies like put you in, right? So exactly. that's exactly it. It makes sense. 
but the back left, our left of the car in the wide shot of Tofino's car is not lit up. Then when we get close, it's all lit up back there. So again, they had lights wired into the car, like illuminating probably something in the back seat, like shining up in there just to give these layers to create this depth. When does, I don't understand when, when do you see a light in the back of the car? Oh, I see. You mean like it's shining up on the, the ceiling of the car? Correct. That's correct. Well, you can't see the ceiling in the wide shot, though. Eh, maybe you can a tiny bit. Yeah, well, you're it right. It comes down the... the. Yeah, you're right. It cha- It really changes, actually. Yeah. Now that like, I see it, it really... But that's a thing, like... That's a dramatic, like, non-matching type thing. Like, yeah, the color, yeah, it's way off. But this always happens. So we watched Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Not that that's even, like, a relevant example, but, like, anytime you have a like an extreme long shot where there's people in the distance talking to each other. If you like start to look at this, not that I want to ruin every movie for you or anything, but like if you look at people outside and we'll just say during the daytime in a wide shot where, you know, like you can see all around them. So there's no like lights and big soft silks and butterflies lighting it like it's just daylight if you really look and look at their faces they're completely dark because they're exposing for the sky and everything around them Mm -hmm. then they'll cut to the close-up and the face is perfectly exposed it's just a thing you know because you can't have your cake and eat it too but that can even work because it's It's fine then it's silhouetted it's 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 impressionism you know i'm sorry i cut you off well, but this even seems a little more dramatic in some ways because, man, I don't know why. Because it's almost like a shot. It's like in the same, it's like at the same angle. It's almost like a continuation. Like, yes, they cross cut to the dude and back. Because they're dollying in the whole time. They're moving. But it, it definitely just seems like, it seems much, a little, once you see it, granted, I've watched this minute a bunch Never really noticed it. Now you pointed it out, it sticks out like a really like a like yeah, a sore weird. thumb. Bad. It's like it's it's like a. I almost want to call it like a jump cut. I mean, it's not a jump cut. Technically, it's a, ju- it's a jump light, a jump lighting cue or something. But it's like a. It seems like yeah, it's really messed up. Now that you, now that you know that it's there. But that's you know these this shit is everywhere though, you know, and this is what. I'm trying to reconcile, like, I'm trying to come to terms with this. Like, it doesn't have to make sense in reality. It just has to make sense in the story. I'm really learning a lot by doing this. Thank you for helping me. Thank me? Yes, thank you. Well, you're oh, doing you're this welcome. with me. Well, I'm you doing know? it with you. Yeah, I'm your. I, You've I'm agreed to do hand. this for three years. You're bringing me through, kicking and screaming until I merge on the other side, a better person. So thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I mean, for real, because, you know, this is the kind of shit that I would just sit there and maybe like this would be the first scene of the movie I would shoot. I'd be like, well, there's no way we can get the lighting in the car to look right in the wide shot and in the close up. So let's just scrap the whole thing. Let's burn the car, throw everything away and let's rewrite the home. whole movie. So there's no shot like this. in it. we're going to shoot it in one room. It was a sci-fi film. Now let's change it into a samurai film. 
Right. You just give up on that and do something else because it's not going to work. But it does work. Well, you know what uh, Shia LaBeouf says about that? Oh, we're going to talk about this fucker, huh? If you don't want Are you turning to keep LaBeouf starting over. <laughs> don't stop? Don't. Then stop giving up. Just do it, Brad. Just do it. Do it. I See, love that guy. He is now he is now our uh, spirit guide, without a doubt. So when it comes time to record gutter balls, it's like, oh, it's late. We're gonna go, Just do it, do it. He reaches into his hand, mm-hmm. grabs the item out, whatever the item might be. It doesn't matter. It's whatever you want the item to be. Exactly. Do it. See, I think that you kind of liked Shia LaBeouf a little. Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, I'm not really sure how to say his name. I think it's Shia LaBeouf. I think you liked him a little ironically until that. But I think you earnestly and honestly like him now. I've gone through liking him. I would say I started out liking him. Even Stevens, Holes. Holes, I never saw that. Is that good? Um, I mean, that's... I don't know how to answer that because it's, you know, like, I'm trying to answer whether or not a movie is good is such a complicated thing. Did you enjoy the movie? That should not be complicated. It does. Yes. I enjoy Barry Manilow, motherfucker. There, yes, I said it. I enjoyed the movie. Okay. that Was that so hard? We did that together. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, I, I had it in my Netflix queue for the longest time. I had no idea he was in that. Yeah, he's the star. He's the protagonist. Okay. Wasn't this like 90, not 90, 2004 or something like that? Could have been that long ago. It's It's like a long time ago. Not quite that long. Yeah, it was a long long time ago. I mean, he started Disney Channel as like a kid. Oh, boy. No wonder he's so fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, they just uh, laid off like 250 people. They outsourced it to a company that... Uses the H-1B temporary work visas to right. pay people from other countries to come in and work for half the wage. Yep. Pretty it was cool, the, Disney. It was the, the, yeah, the IT people at Disney World. Right. <laughs> right. Pretty cool. Nice move. Stay classy. You fucks. I thought I had this dream that when I moved to Florida that I would end up working for Disney. That did not happen. Play uh, Piccolo in one of the uh, resorts at downtown Disney. Well, I thought, I, well, I thought Six days I, a week. It could be a stand-in for Fivel when he was on lunch break, you know. But I was too tall and fat. So, you know, Fivel was poor. Like, he couldn't eat a lot. Right. And, like, he was four inches tall. He's not, like, some pigeon or some shit that you see riding your bike right, right? he's not right. he's not six feet tall he's like four inches so i couldn't that wasn't well, no, never pigeon, gonna work my pigeon was like two inches tall it was a two inch tall pigeon <laughs> oh i see i got it wrong you know i always get those confused right. big and tall left and right flew away you know they're all constructs <laughs> they are as soon as you realize the truth is there is no pigeon we're we'll all be in a better place I know, but that's 
People say it's coming fast, but I don't think it's going to be here fast enough. I think it's farther off than than we think. All right, I have another revisit here. Just one All more right. revisit before well, we can get into the episode. So. <laughs> All right, so I just... I think you you got me onto you talking you two to me, and I've been finally, like, you said they were doing Lindsay Lohan updates, so I just wrote them off. But I listen to them, and they are very, very funny, and I like them. But they were talking about um, different eras. Like, that's kind of their whole thing. Like, they group U2 albums into different eras. And I was right. thinking about that as it relates to Styx. And Styx definitely has, and I've I kind of had this subconsciously, like... They have at least, they have one, two, three, four. They have four or five distinct epochs. So I think our next podcast should be dedicated to exploring that. And you You know, the next episode of this podcast? Okay. Sure. The next episode of this podcast. It's going to be at least 12 hours long. So I would get a jar, like maybe a Folgers can, find the nearest Ralph's because. You can't leave. You got to sit in a chair. I can't take up all this dead air by myself. So you're going to have to take care of some business sometimes. All right. but, I mean, we should do that. So are you saying that Folgers can is to drink coffee to stay awake or is it to defecate into? Jesus. I'm not a fucking monster. <laughs> it's to defecate into, man. <laughs> okay. Okay. Jesus. Good. Good. I, wasn't, I just wasn't sure where you were going there. There I thought are, I knew, but then I got a little confused. But no, we are on the same page. That. Okay, there's mugs for that. Come on. Um, let's see. All of these notes. All of these notes. Um, we did talk about Pink Floyd's Seamus. That's good. We're gonna have to revisit all of this. Let's face it. <laughs> might be. You might have to. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, we talked about, you know... We did do some work here. You know? We did some work. We talked about, uh, you know, a lot of uh, nomenclature. Lo- Seamus's. Right. Seamus. Little tool sheds where he made us suffer, you know? Yeah. That was good. There was a that. little tool shed where oh, he made Jesus. us suffer. Sad yeah. Satan. That's what it sounds like. It's like, seems like that. This is fucked up. What would be worse, if he took you back to the tool shed where he made you suffer, or if he took you to the poop deck? Next time on Gutterball. How are you going to keep him down on the farm once they've seen Carl Hungus? 